The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, you're very welcome to the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock time now for winners and sinners. And I am delighted to say that Keith Walsh, the writer and broadcaster, and Alison Curtis, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM, are both with me. Uh, to look back on the week that was with a few twists. So we're going to start with the winners, our winners of the week. Okay. These are as nominated by you, I should say. So if people no have, pressure. have complaints about them, <laughs> you know, write, please send your not, letters in now. Uh, Kurt, uh, care of us care, uh, yeah, and not, yeah. uh, not you. Yeah. Keith Walsh, care yeah, of separate. the hard shoulder. <laughs> it's like um, our... our <laughs> I'm just assuming. I just looked at Keith as well. As soon as I said, you know, I think that, he is going to be more problematic than me. <laughs> Our winners and sinners are. Uh, my opinions are not those of <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Of these, the radio station. These do not represent the opinions no. of News Talk or the Hard Shoulder. <laughs> Alison, who's your winner of the week? My winner this week is Pamela Anderson, Canadian slash American actress, and she was at Paris Fashion Week and she went bare face. She went with no makeup, and it's literally. Stirred on this conversation and everyone's behind her. It's all been positive. Jamie Lee Curtis put it up on her own Instagram page going, the natural revolution has begun. And it's a big deal because she's a woman um, in the spotlight. And yeah, women know, a lot of women know that, and men, some men, that you barely go to the shop sometimes without putting makeup on. So to go and be so front and center and so visible without makeup was a really, people might not think it was a brave thing, but it was a really brave thing. What was the con? Was she just there watching or was she on the She was invited to shows. Stage? She was invited to shows. Isabel Morant, you know her. Um, and she was invited to shows front row. And she just said when she got to Paris, she said, you know, it wasn't the game plan. It wasn't the thing to do. Like I was going to make a statement here. I just decided I didn't want to upstage the clothing. And it feels, I feel so free. And she said, I'm not looking to be the prettiest girl in the room. And it felt really free in a release and she looks amazing she's 56 she looks stunning she does look different than what we're used to seeing Mm. because she doesn't have it on but everyone like Scarlett Johansson's come out and said oh my god she's so brave because that's batting away the norm for women Um, like I like I come in on my own show and there's no one in studio and I'll often go I have to have my brows done before I present the show and it's like (laughs) nobody's looking at me like we have cameras in studio but nobody's looking so for her to be so visible and to do it I thought was very brave Uh, what does it say Keith that the mere decision not to wear makeup in the public arena is something that has that is called out globally as this magnificently brave thing to do. Uh, I mean, a, that in and of it's itself a, says something. Yeah, it's yeah. saying that that is a big thing that she couldn't just go. I'm just gonna, not going to wear makeup because I don't want to upstage, you know, the the clothes or the models or everybody else. And she mm. upstages them by not wearing makeup because very shrewd. It's ever. a <laughs> it, it, it's a it, it's a kind of a it's just not done. I mean, like what would there's there is no male equivalent, is there? There's no, no see, like, that's oh, the I, thing. I went without gel. Yeah, my I had hat hair, and people would be like, "That's so brave." <laughs> he went with hat hair. Oh yeah, that's a good he, question. Now, is there he, he, he didn't took his helmet off and didn't do his gel. <laughs> yeah, so brave, so so brave. I, there isn't. Hashtag. There, there, <laughs> there isn't though. I mean, I, like we would just. There are things that I've gone to and. I could just change my mind and just be like, oh, I'm just going to wear this old thing that I always wear. And obviously you don't have to wear makeup. And a lot of the time I don't even trim my beard. And I'm just like, I'm not being, there's like, 
it's not a thing. It's just yeah, I know. I always think about when, say, for like one thing that a lot of people would be insecure of, certainly when they're younger, say it's their spots. I always think like guys just don't like a lot of guys. Like I'm generalizing, just go out in that spot. Like a girl would be like, oh my god, you cannot see that. Mm. And now the norm for women of all ages, at, at getting younger, is is Botox and fillers and like brows and lashes. Like it's all accessible yeah. now. It's it's at a price point where people can afford it now too. So everyone is doing it. So to not do it, you're standing out. I think it's it should be okay to do whatever you want to do, you know, but it also should be okay to not do it, you know, and I, I don't think there should be, you know, a, a generalized rule for everybody. Yeah. I think you should be free to do it, male, female, mm. you know, I mean, because, you know, men wear makeup and, you know, we, I mean, it's probably a long time ago, but I remember being on the radio and talking about guy brows and uh, guy liner and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's changing. I think it's I just the pressure. It is the pressure. pressure yeah. And Certainly, when it becomes the norm, like even with filters, like and yeah. I can see them. Like my daughter is twelve, and she she doesn't really know what it means to have imperfections the same way we would have growing up, well, or why they were even called imperfections. Why are they called imperfections? Yeah. So yeah. I wonder though, will 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 things take a turn for the negative uh, over time? And what I mean is that so when what what Pamela Anderson the pressure she feels now is is kind of a reflection of pressure that would have started to build up for her when she was a kind of a young teenage mm. girl or whatever and there was not an equivalent pressure on boys so that even the three of us when we were younger in school there was more pressure Alison on you and how you looked than there yeah. would have been on, on us Keith but now when you go to school like you talk boys really feel under pressure not so much about like the lines around their eyes or something like this but their physical body yeah, they yeah. go to the gym yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. so I just wonder I wonder is actually thing, are things going to get worse <laughs> not to I think unfortunately because really... everything is so public would they you will. not yeah. think it's cyclical in that like if you remember the 80s and it was all glam and makeup and like blue eyeshadow and, and like sort of like you know mm. statement makeup oh God, and that's then, coming and, back and then it was grunge and alt, alt and, and well the nobody, 90s are back now and the 90s are back so I know like my my daughter would have been obs- obsessed with makeup. Like, you mm. know, like I just, as a dad, I say, look, you do you, do you, you know, and sort yeah. of stay out of that. My, my wife would have had, to, <laughs> would have felt compelled to have a chat with her. But she grew out of it and now she probably would consider herself a bit more alt and less. And she's actually a makeup artist, but she just would, she would yeah. go uh, to yeah. things without makeup. I think it's when it, so say, for example, in the press, when things become a level playing field, I think that's when, you know, the thing that Pamela did at Paris Fashion Week isn't going to be a big deal. But when you compare headlines, say, for example, Andy McDowell, uh, loads of people letting their hair go grey, like, the guys, they'll put a picture, and loads of people have done this, they'll put a picture of a guy the same age, and they're going, wow, he looks great for his age. A woman the same age who's let herself, uh, her her hair go grey, she's let herself go. Mm-hmm. So that narrative has to completely change for yeah. things to actually Yeah, change. totally, yeah. And, it, and it's the media just, like, uh, yeah. f- feed into it or create it as well, you know. So people can't go, to, like, there's pictures taken, yeah. there's comments made, oh, does she look good, does she look better, does she look worse? But you we're know? in an industry where we're under the microscope. Like, radio is different than TV, but I can, I would be fairly confident I'm going to make a big statement. Okay, here we go. Hopefully I don't get you in trouble. Sweeping statement. Here we go. I would probably be really in the minority, if not one of the only women that is of my age that has not had Botox or fillers. Like I would say easily in our industry in Ireland and abroad, obviously. So there is that pressure. You could probably throw a few men in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Women, the pressure started first, obviously. Mm. But yeah. One person that springs to mind for some reason, and I don't know why, is Marty Whelan. Because I'm mad for the fitters. I just remember when he shaved his mustache off. Oh yeah, that was oh, a big yeah. thing. Yeah, and then when he stopped wearing the hair dye. 
Yeah. yeah, it was a big thing. When he let his hair go grey. Yeah. 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 So he, I'd say you're right though, Alison. I think you're right. Yeah. Not to start listing off our colleagues here. No, but I don't want we'll to do that after the break. Either. <laughs> what, what, what we think they had done and when. <laughs> so the pressure is there. Like it yeah, is there. It is. Um, so I think, yeah, Pamela Anderson, uh, a worthy nominee for winner of the week. Keith, your nomination for winner of the week. Well, um, I tried to... F- find a positive angle on this so my winner of the week is the people who have uh, however platform and are well known and uh, are familiar faces and have spoken out um, not necessarily against Israel but in support of the Palestinian people not Hamas but the people um, I think that we get bogged down in who uh, who's right and who's wrong in a way that isn't helpful in that the people I always concern myself with the people. So the people of I've been to Israel, I've been to Palestine, I've been to uh, the the to the West Bank, and you. All, I, I was just thinking of the people, not the organisation, mm. not the not the not the political party, not the right wing political parties who are running things at the moment in in uh, Israel, not the uh, freedom fighters or uh, terrorists, whichever way you want to see them, uh, but the people. And I think for like the European Union to sort of immediately pull all humanitarian aid uh, for Palestine. I just thought that was um, really the wrong thing to do because mm. who will suffer? Like if you look at Gaza at the moment, Israel are saying, well, we're going to be, uh, we're going to do, we're going to fight. Like war is just the most, like it's it's a horrible, but I don't know how to, it's the most ridiculous thing. and It's usually men uh, and it's usually sort of like, kind of willy-waving. Do you know what I mean? It, like, it is the most ridiculous thing. I just can't understand yeah. it. And, 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 and we have, like, even men coming here from other countries and to try not to go to war for yeah. their country or for whatever it is, for the flag. It's not really for the flag. It's for, it's for economics. But anyway, and, and, and they're sort of like, if they come to this country and there's like men coming here and they should be fighting, I would absolutely run as far as I had to run to get away from dying in a trench, and I would all, I would bring my son with me because he's fifteen now, and like sixteen year old boys were yeah. like war is insane, stupid. Mm. I think there's, there's there's a song in that. Um, so let's just put that to one side and killing people, you know, at a festival is wrong. Mm. But the fact is that in Gaza there's two million children, two million, yeah. and the water supply comes from Israel and is dirty, so they're poisoning themselves every day. Um, and that they they can't go anywhere. They can't flee. Like sometimes you can flee and you can go to another country and you know become a refugee. You, have, you kind of have a choice. It's a terrible choice. But in Gaza's case, they can't go anywhere. And now Israel is saying, "Oh, we're giving warnings. We're going to play fair." But they're giving warnings. They're going to drop the bombs. There's nowhere to go in Gaza. Mm. There's no shelters. Yeah. There's no. You can't go into your neighbors. They're like, would they go into your house? Yeah. They go in, Have you talked about this with your kids? This situation. I did with Joan just 100%. yesterday. Oh, yeah. As I said, she's twelve, and. Tova Lee is an author and she's Israeli but she's based in the UK and she's brilliant and she had the best way of communicating I think not just with children but with adults as well is that it's not a binary argument it's not us and them it's like you can have sympathy for the Palestinian people and the Israeli people at the same time you could be angry with Hamas and not associate with the Palestinian people you can be angry with the Israeli government and know that it's not reflective of the Israeli people. yeah so it is it's so heartbreaking but the the, the Israeli yeah. people do not want 
a right-wing government. I'm not saying the, the, the people they replaced were any better and you're looking at 100 years of persecution of yeah. these people and, and, and if you hear the language that was used against the Palestinians over the years and how they were well, first... they've dehumanised. Dehumanised yeah. them. And I, I saw this like ex-soldier talking about it and he said he, they were just like... They, weren't, they were just in his periphery. He was mm. a soldier. He was doing his job. Yeah. And it wasn't until he actually spoke to this doctor who was kicking out of his house because they needed to use it as a, a base for a little while, which they did, you know, on, on a regular basis. Something similar to what the, the British Army did in, 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 yeah. in the north, you know, just yeah. disrupt and, you know, get you up out of your bed in the middle of the night constantly and all that kind of stuff. So so it's a kind of a, a mental health issue then, you know, you yeah. just, you, you'll die, you kind of die slowly in, in another yeah. way or just leave. Um, and this guy said, but once I t- spoke to this person and saw him as a person, my whole thing changed. And I was like, oh my God, what are we doing? Like, what, yeah. what is happening here? And I think that's probably... That's why people are encouraging, sorry, Keith, people are encouraging people to actually find literature, uh, movies, stories, art by Palestinian yeah. people to actually humanise the situation for the West, who obviously in America in particular are Israeli favourites. So. I think it's really helpful that the likes of Bella Hadid obviously is speaking up against it. Uh, uh, Gigi, I think, more than Bella. Uh, and like even Zayn Malik or whoever, yeah. like we might we might sort of scoff at that. Uh, Lipa but it's I think it's very important for young people to see. Oh, actually, there's something yeah. else here. Uh, there's something going on here. It's not like what we're being told. And I think Israel might have made a big mistake. And I'm not talking about the people of Israel. You know, I'm talking about the, the government. Yeah. They've made a big mistake because people know more and can access information. And more and people are online are and have channels. Yeah, maybe what they seem. You know, so mm. you know, and already there's conspiracy theories. So it's not really helpful. I really don't think what Hamas did was going to help their, the the cause of the Palestinian people and the, the the things they're saying about you know ethnic cleansing and you know but and it's something that Israel have said in the past. I really don't. I think it's set. But they've been back separate entities bit. forever. Yes. That's the thing. But people don't know that. And yeah. also, and also, there's that thing of how do they get out of the wall of this thing that literally has AI robots, you know, um, ready to you know, act on every little yeah. uh, movement. Happy Friday, world. everybody. Oh, I know. Well, listen, I'm, unfortunately, it's got to be said. I'm glad you said it, Keith. And, uh, I went on, oh, on, a, on a happy note, I went over there and they're lovely. Everyone's lovely. But they're, they're still, like, there's yeah. Bedouin yeah. people, there's people living, you see a refugee camp is like, well, this is a massive, like, apartment yeah. block here. You know, it's... it's, it's, it's um, very, I suspect we could talk about it every Friday mm. uh, for several weeks to come. This is going to go on and on. But uh, in the meantime, Keith Walsh and Alison Curtis are going to stay with me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much. Keith Walsh, the writer and broadcaster and Alison Curtis, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM are both still with me. Actually, Alison, what's coming up on Weekend Breakfast? Oh, we're actually going to be talking to the authors of Black and Irish. It's a new book that's... Do you yes, know it? Yes. Yeah. They went late, late first and now they're coming to me. And so we're talking about that. It's a really great book and it's really important, I think, to talk to your kids about it as well. Yes. All right. Well, uh, great stuff. Um, who is your sinner of the week? Okay, so I was really annoyed and then I read the headline in full in the Indo yesterday. I was like, oh, well, he's saying two things. So Brian no Driscoll. Oh yeah, yeah. about time yeah. he's yeah. singled yeah. out as a sinner in this country. <laughs> he's had an easy ride for long enough. So he said in the Indo yesterday that he predicts that it could be a quarterfinal exit for the Irish team in the World Cup, and I was like, mm. you. And then he goes, or or a final. I'm like, what's he saying? So basically, he's saying that it's not going to be obviously easy at tomorrow night at eight o'clock, Stad France and Ireland taking on New Zealand. But he did also say that he feels that they Ireland are slightly ahead in the fact that we think that they, you know, looking at recent stats that they will win. So, I mean, but Ireland has this horrible history with the World yes. Cup. Like in 10 tournaments, eight quarterfinals. Mm. Um, so, 
you wonder how much that is playing on the players' minds right now in the camp or yeah. if they're able to kind of bat that away. Keith and I were talking about that before we came to air. Um, but yeah, so I, Brian, you've got to get behind the team 100%. publicly. 100%. Poor form from Brian. Poor form, oh, very poor form. We want no doubt at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to fill half an hour talking about rugby and not say something, anything. Not, that, like, not acknowledge the possibility <laughs> that we might lose. Yeah. Yeah, it could happen. You yeah. know, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I do think you're looking at a totally different team a totally different generation of players like a lot of these players don't know what it's like to be beaten by the All Blacks they only know how to win mm. so they don't see them as like yes. this superpower they just see them they Keith s- we were like that once in Kilkenny with Hurling and we haven't <laughs> won in Ireland now in seven or eight years yes but if you think about it you peaked at a certain point and you're kind, years. Of, you're kind of unbeatable and yeah. Ireland are get so how long are we? You, do, but you don't. Year? You don't know when you've hit that peak, though. <laughs> that peak could have been the Springboks game. Have you? S- and we don't. We don't know. You won't know until it's over. It's like the collapse of civilization, Keith. I mean, <laughs> how does it happen? Slowly at first, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. Oh my God! It was, I'm a natural. Pe- here, I'm a natural so pessimist. Uh, when it comes, I should say. So full just of hope. A disclaimer. Yeah, like I'm going in positive for sure. And four times out of six, we've beaten the All Blacks. And I think I just think publicly, even if we're not sure what's going to happen, we got to say we believe it's going to happen. I 100% believe we're going to win this. Do you? I do. Yeah. I definitely 100%. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm with Brian O'Driscoll. Are you? I'm glad you called him out as a sinner. But I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I with, think it's going to be an sinner. Irish I'm, French I'm final. Stand, stand with Drico. <laughs> Team of us. I think it's the first time I've felt comfortable going in as favourites, you know? Definitely. Mm. I would agree. <laughs> I don't know. I'm nervous. Uh, Keith, who's your nominee then for sinner of the week? Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting heavy again. And, oh. uh, you know, this is not to... Uh, pour more um, fuel on the fire of RTE. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, eternal dumpster fire that just won't go out. Um, but they're just not helping themselves. And I think there's an opportunity here for um, uh, the new uh, the new man, uh, Kevin, to, to, to... And he's looked really good. He's said some positive things. He's You know, he's, he seems to be speaking to the staff and trying to change maybe the culture inside. Mm. And, you know, everything that's coming out of his mouth seems to be good, except this, this is a big problem for RTE. Like, I don't think... They understand that this is the problem, is the transparency. And to go in front of the uh, PSC and say, well, we have a legal, uh, uh, you know, this is covered by a legal thing that we don't have to show you that note. Between, so this is the famous note that I, kind of precipitated. Yeah, and I don't need to, a, a, I don't want to even, it. I don't even need to use that. Let's talk about that specifically. Yeah. So it's, it's an agent and, a, and, a, and the DG, you know, there was a note or whatever. And what does There's it a say? piece of correspondence, basically, yeah. for people who didn't follow it yesterday. So this is a kind of piece of correspondence the PAC want to see. Yeah, so they're and saying, well, this is a car- piece of correspondence that's covered by a legal uh, precedent because yeah. they don't, we don't have mm-hmm. to. But that, that's not. That, like that, what they're using is something that, like, if, you, if you're my solicitor and I'm your client and I want to talk to you about, you know, and I want to say something to you, like, yeah, actually, I'm guilty, but I want to, you know, play, that, that cannot be used. Yeah. That's not the same thing because both those people are working for an organisation that is owned by the people of Ireland, all that kind of stuff. So it's not the same. It is not the same thing. So straight away, they're doing the thing they've always done which is not show their cards and not show everything, not show the workings. Why not show the workings? And like there's other things like I, I, I have a personal gripe with this because I'm trying to look for a bit of information myself and they're saying the same thing. So it's like, well, look, you're changing or you're not changing. And My slight frustration, Alison, with it is, um, so this started in June mm. and we're now in October and we're being told you know, they'll be insolvent by the springtime if they don't get, you know, 100 million quid, whatever it happens to be. Um 
And we're still no closer to understanding what the new RTE is going to look like. So almost immediately there was a realisation, it's all going to change. I think and all we've got now is that Tobes was fired, which I actually thought was a bit unfair. And uh, yeah, and now other people, lesser paid people in RTE, are going to uh, be made redundant. Yeah. Well, now they'll, it'll probably be voluntary at first. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but I, I don't get any sense that of, of what the new RTE is going to look but like. But I feel like it's... It's like an almost insurmountable situation in the sense that it's such an old organization. It's so spread everywhere. There are so many problems built into it that an overnight solution was never going to be a situation anyway. Yeah. But it just seems, I don't know. I just think this this particular thing of withholding this information is vital. Yes. That they just don't yeah. do that anymore. Just find a way to share that information. Whoever gets in trouble whatever the fallout is you're going to have to deal with that because that's part of building down breaking down to build back up and but I think they have a long way to break down still before unfortunately there was yeah. a, there was a, there's a big thing at the moment with these bogus contractors as well you know so I mean I'm calling the bogus contractor they wouldn't and they did a review of people who worked in RTE and, yeah. and were contractors but shouldn't have been contractors should have been staff yeah and anybody who's gone looking for that information on them on the review they're saying, oh, no, that's... Is this legal. how you're spending le- your time? There's, yeah, there's legal pr- privilege. Well, of course it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. There's legal privilege over that, and, uh, and which, is a, which is a lie yeah. and wrong. And it just seems that they're not... You can't just put a new body on the old car. Like, you yes, need to, that's a good way You need to yeah. start from scratch. Um, again, much like the other uh, topic we discussed before the news headlines, we could be talking about this yeah. uh, for many, many months to come. I've lo- I've uh, we will be. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a whole notebook. Yeah, yeah, I've got this for weeks. Alison are going to stay with me after the break. The last bit of the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. Yes, it is quite literally the last bit of the show. Keith Walsh and Alison Curtis are still with me. Alison, I understand you're trying to work your way through the labyrinthine system of secondary school applications. It's just crazy. So it's very different to what I knew growing up in Canada. What you do just, you know growing up in Canada? So you just then? go Describe to Describe the situation. It's not like this to me is like university level. So like you just go to the school that you live near growing up in Canada. Okay. So, and Sounds I suppose in my too, too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too, too easy. Yeah, yeah. In my I call it hometown, but like there's 160 odd thousand there. Like there was a number of schools, and we went to the one that was closest to us. Mm. That was it. Um, but here, I'm like, first of all, last year everyone started going, "What school is she going to?" I'm like, "That's like two years away. Why are you asking me that?" And then now I'm like, now everyone's asking. I was like, I don't know. And then there's tier systems in all the schools that we're applying to, and she's like number six tier in the one that would maybe I'm thinking oh, this is my is preference. Kind of- where you live, like did what, your brother Well, religion is still a factor, over, which I don't okay. think it should wow. be anymore, but it, it is It is for some schools. Yeah, where you live. Um, this school's good for this. This school's good for that. I'm like, but why aren't they all good for the same things? Mm. Like this, you get specialized later in life. You wouldn't, I wouldn't think now you do. So uh, yeah, I'm finding this really complicated. And that you remember last time we were talking about the WhatsApp groups, mm. our school one is like, ding, 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 ding. how do you fill out this form? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, the for- There's actual complicated yes. forms. Well, they're not complicated. It's just each, they're not Annoying. the same. They're all different so it just seems 
really complicated and it seems like you're setting a situation up where kids are like my daughter's like I want to go here because she saw this school now she wants to go to this one because mm. she saw this so they don't really know and I don't really know because a lot of the schools aren't doing tours yet either and now they're coming into the classroom and then you know what it's like when your kids are you're like what what did the person say I don't know I'm hungry <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not getting the information so I just feel like this is a big decision for the next six like, years your sixth class child is, is, is in charge yeah. of bringing the information yeah. back yeah. to you that's not a great decision that's not going to happen no. No. I know. Sorry, I know this is kind of tangential. <laughs> One of Liverpool's signings in the summer, he put up a tweet, um, and I can't remember who it was. It was like, "Oh, finally today, my kids have joined me. Uh, it's amazing. Family means everything. So great that we're all back in the one country. They had their first day in school today. Can't wait to hear how it went." And some Irish lad just quote tweeted, "Don't worry, lad. They'll tell you f all." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. How was exactly. today? Yeah, yeah. So it just feels. Like, it's just more complicated. And I don't want to get in trouble for saying that. And I don't want to be told to go back to Canada. But it just seems more complicated well, than it needs to be. Yeah, it, it is complicated. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I, I'm very lucky because we I live in the town I grew up in. And uh, that was a sort of a decision we made. We said, we'll, we'll, we better go back to New York, <laughs> yes. where we feel safe. We better go back where we came from. Well, to raise a family, yeah. <laughs> to raise a family and be able to buy a house yeah. and, and maybe get a school place. And, and I went to that school. So it, it was automatic, you yeah. know, very easy. But, See, that but, as well. So what about all the people that didn't grow up in Ireland? It's not automatic for Joan to go anywhere because I, I didn't grow up that here. That doesn't bother Keith. Yeah, it doesn't, he was he doesn't care. Keith was shrewd. <laughs> what I'm saying is like for people in, 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 like if I moved to Nace, I'd have problems. You know, if I moved yeah. to a different that, town. That far away. <laughs> God almighty. If I only had the ambition to If I moved all I, the way to hey, Nace, I have what dream. would I do? I have what dreams. language do they speak? I have dreams. I wouldn't understand the culture. I can dream. But I think it's, especially in a city like Dublin where you have so many people coming from so many different places, especially like Keith. You sound like such a bogger, and you're not. But I mean, like if um, if I moved to Nace, or God, imagine Dublin with all those people. Listen, this is ahead of you, listen to yourself. Now. I know, but there should be a system. I, I would just not send them to school. Yeah, I just never go to but Dublin. I'd just be safe. Joan just keep suggested. your children at home. Never leave the house, and everything will be fine. She suggested she's Paint like, can I just be homeschooled? I'm like, well, first of all, I can't. I don't speak Irish. She and second of all, she said she's like, it seems easier. I'm like, I can't add or <laughs> subtract, so I can't teach you. First of all, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I like you, but I, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want your teacher and your... I like you, but I like when you leave to go to school oh. for several hours every day. And so I kind of want this decision just to be made so we don't talk about it yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's difficult. Best yeah. of luck. Thank um, you. <laughs> I feel like I was like, it was a veiled sort of message to go back to... to yeah, go back to... Okay, yeah, well, I went back to Newbridge. You really should. Yeah, I look like everybody, any smart person is going back to work again. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Keith... It is World Mental Health Week. You yes. want to mention that? Yes, I do. Yeah, and I think that uh, I'll. You know, it's great to talk about. And it's great to get the messages out there. But I think sometimes it can just be this kind of general splurge of like, oh, look after yourself, be be kind. Blah, 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 blah. So I thought I might try and talk about something specific that might okay. help somebody listening today. So it's something that I kind of learned about myself through therapy and you know uh, working on myself is that sometimes we get caught up in what somebody else is doing and that is bad for them and that becomes a large part of our life. So, say for instance you've got a partner who, you know, isn't doing as much exercise as they should or, you know, is putting on a lot of weight or, you know, isn't as healthy or is you know, smoking or drinking too much or all that kind of stuff. So, and it's very understandable 
uh, not necessarily a partner, but a son, if you're, you know, if you've got an older son or somebody living their lives in a way that you think is bad for them. And that's really concerning for you and you're losing sleep over and all that kind of stuff. Very understandable that that's a thing. So what people often do is how, and, and I'd often get messages, how do I get my son to go to therapy? How do I get my husband to, you know, speak, mm. speak to, to, to open up to me? Yeah. How do I, and the thing about all that is you can't. And I know that sounds very uh, um, yes. negative. On or that deadbeat note. <laughs> you can't. What you can do is think about yourself, right? Yeah. And you, if you can do, think about the work that you can do to improve yourself, I don't mean to improve yourself, I mean to, to improve your lot or to improve your satisfaction with life. Are you, are you enjoying life? Or are, is, this, is the person who is going through their own troubles bringing you down so how can you separate yourself from that thing and that yeah. person because that's kind of their issue and they'll have to deal with that and l- kind of let them meanwhile for yourself put time aside in the week for you to do something that is good for you so it could mm. be uh, talk therapy it could be like get back into exercise it mm. could be join a running club it could be reading it could be going out with the, the boys or the girls or whatever it is find time for yourself do work on yourself as in like be selfish so don't give all of your energy to another person. Be selfish. Take time for yourself. Um, and when I say work on it, I don't mean that like you need improving. I mean, like, spend the time, spend some, maybe half the time that you would worrying about this other person, worrying about yourself and on yourself. Like yeah. investment. And investment. Yeah. Loving yourself and spending money on yourself, doing courses, yeah. doing the thing you've always wanted to do. And I know this sounds like, you know, and it feels wrong for people to do that, especially Irish mammies. Like they're Feel selfish. Or selfish, something. yes. Be selfish. Selfish gets a bad rap. Yeah. It's a good thing. Invest mm-hmm. in yourself. And you'll find miraculously, that things will just change. Because you'll either be reflecting something back to mm-hmm. the person and they'll say, hey, this person is much cheerier and mm-hmm. much more self-assured and yeah. much more, and is getting more sleep and blah, 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 and is doing what they, and they're moving on with their life and they're having new experiences and, and they seem to, and, and I'm wanting, so then that's, so you, you mirror, yeah. you mirror, you do the things that you think like they that. should. Yeah. Do the so, things you yeah. think they should be doing and, and they will be like, oh, Oh, yeah. So when Joan brings up school, you just say, Joan, I'm going to have to do art class. I'm just going to uh, do school will some take pottery. Care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good advice. It's great advice. It's it something is. specific. It is. Yeah. Uh, listen, Keith, thank you very much. And Alison, thank you as well. Keith Wodge, writer and broadcaster, Alison Curtis, presenter of Weekend Breakfast on Today FM. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.